0: 2021, and we've got some new game announcements. Good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. Hello. (laughs) And Miss Christine Steimer. Uh, was a little more Muppety than yours, but I did the best I could. Uh, You
2: know what? More Muppet is always a good thing. Very proud of you. (laughs) You nailed it. This I, is the What's Good
0: Games podcast. Muppet is part of the game. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it
1: is. That is one of my favorite fan drawings when somebody drew us as the Muppets. Oh yeah, Those yeah. was yeah. pretty cute.
2: That was cute. I
0: forgot about that. Oh, we gotta dig that out of the archive. Mm-hmm. I need to lay my Put eyes on, eyes on, a on that t-shirt.
2: again. <laughs> <T-shirt>. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, welcome to everybody who is joining us, despite the fact that last week I made a disclaimer at the top of the show, letting you know we weren't gonna talk a whole lot about video games. We of course got negative comment being like, they're just talking about lady things. I'll pass on this podcast. And I am like, oh, facepalm." <laughs> People are not very good at listening. <laughs> it's okay, but we are here to talk about video games this week. So hopefully you'll give us another shot out there, random internet commenter. Um, speaking of random internet comments, We have been away from asking you guys to give us wonderful five-star reviews. It's a thing that helps the show out. It takes just a couple minutes of your time and if you can't afford to throw us a couple bucks on Patreon, it's a great way that you guys can show your support for What's Good Games by going to your favorite podcast platform and leaving us a five-star review. If you want to leave a review of any other star denominations, you can just pause and not do that. (laughs) We're really just only looking for that. Magic number five. It's true. It does really help us out in the rankings, so thank you to everybody who has taken the time to do that It warms our heart reading your guys' Lovely thoughts about our show um, And thank you to all of our patrons We see you guys coming with your pledges For um, resupporting us At patreon.com slash what's good games So thank you to everybody that's doing that uh, Brittany is working hard behind the scenes To fix the billing error And when I say Brittany I mean she is Communicating with Patreon Patreons trying to fix the billing error that we had for the month of August um, She put out a note Earlier and I just want to reiterate that here that if you did not receive your refund for the month of August and you're like, hey, Where's my refund? Send us a private message because we have to go through line by line every single patron um, Mm -hmm. in our Patreon, which is going to take us a little bit of time. Um, So if you want to expedite that process, um, just send us a personal message and we'll, um, you know, kind of fast pass you to the front. Or if you don't care and you don't mind waiting, thank you for your patience. Uh, It wasn't our fault. It was Patreon's fault. Well, it was partially our fault. And then Patreon tried to fix it and then they fixed it incorrectly. And Uh, now I'm boring everybody. No need to get into it. But the good news is is that I did finish the T-shirt design for May. Everybody's super excited! Oh yeah! (laughs) Yeah, so I'll be posting that as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that.
2: Woo! Woo!
0: Woo! A lot of announcements at the top of the show. I know I have to
2: fully admit I forgot about the review process I forgot that I'm supposed to pull those I forgot that I'm supposed to pull new patron names we're getting back in the groove ladies and gentlemen thank you for your patience it's
1: gonna take a little
2: bit it's gonna take a minute yeah 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 Yeah. it's okay
0: we'll we'll do all of the new welcome to patreon um next week we can get everybody caught up for the month of August and anybody who joined over the summer. Um, and then we'll be back with our Patreon producers in September, which will be great. So uh, thanks for your patience, everybody, as we, you know, kind of reboot ourselves yeah. and to press the old restart, the old control alt delete you know, and task. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the task, and then re- we relaunch the task. Yes. Um, okay, let's go ahead and just jump into... Some headlines just from this week: Gamescom 2021, di- digital again, virtual. I was gonna say virtual, and then it came out weird. Uh, virtual <laughs> slash digital again this year because obviously the global pandemic is still raging. Get your vaccines, everybody. hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just do it. Mm. It's free. It's quick and it's easy. Literally the only free part of American healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Hey, touche. Just walk into you know CVS or Walgreens. <sighs> <clears throat> Anywho. Gamescom,
2: yeah, Brittany, Gamescom. you want to kick things off? I would love to kick things off, Andrea, Renee. All right, so all of these articles are coming from IGN. So obviously, Gamescom opening night live happened today, which is Wednesday, the twenty fifth of August, and there was a—it was a two-hour show. There was li- quite a lot that happened, and Andrea, I know that you got to see a little sneak peek of the very first thing that was announced: Saints Row reboot.
0: This is true. I did. So what's cool about this is that it's the team at Volition going back to the franchise's roots and really trying to get away from the more superhero-like protagonists that they had in Saints Row 4. And I had got to see a behind-closed-door presentation last week and got to hear from some members of the team, including Jim Boone, who's the studio head over there. And really kind of hear from them about everything that they are doing to kind of bring this franchise back. And it's interesting that they're bringing it back now because clearly GTA Online has not really wavered in its popularity. And Saints Row was going to be going head-to-head against GTA. Not like they haven't been before, right? Saints Row and GTA have always been kind of, you know, arch nemesis, if you well, will. Nemesi. I nemesi. would say like, it's kind of like Pepsi and Coke. <laughs> Fair. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) There is a clear
2: winner, but both have distinct audiences. There you go. Like I love me some Saints Row. Have not played much of GTA ever in my life. More interested in Saints Row. You're a Pepsi
0: girl. That's
2: like I say. There's nothing. There's nothing. I I prefer like root beer, but like I'll roll with Pepsi.
0: Also, can we just like shout out to Brittany Brubacher, (laughs) just straight up drinking whiskey from a bottle. Motherhood, bottle, everybody. Motherhood,
2: everybody. It's It's you are almost done. What are you going to do when you finish that? You know, this is the bottle Jason and I took with us on our little like weekend getaway, and this was full in in two days. Um, this is what's left. Yeah, it was a good time. We had a lovely time. Uh, Here's the thing, though, I forgot glasses. You were drunk. I didn't bring any glasses up. It was a good time, Simon. I don't have any glasses up here. So (laughs) while the ladies are being classy as fuck with their little what's good wine glasses, I'm just here drinking out of the bottle. But that's what I do. It's true. You know what? You got to do what
0: you got to do. But this is why we love you. You're keeping it real. You're like, listen, when you don't have glasses, improvise. It's in a glass. It's in a giant glass. Who
2: needs a glass when you got a glass?
0: It's in glass, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: okay, talking
0: about Saints Row. I'm not gonna deep dive too much because I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later on when we talk about hands on and what we've been playing. But um, just kind of like high level, it is definitely a reboot. No, you won't see characters from the franchise past. Like everyone's asking, where the heck is Johnny Gat? Mm. They've been sticking to their guns, saying this is an all new cast. Now, but will there be a dildo bat? That's my question too. No. You. Oh No dildo bat as far as I'm aware, but they said that there will be some Easter eggs okay, um, and that there will be some off-the-wall Okay, weapons, So there's going to be like a
1: dildo in the corner, but you won't be able to pick it up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think that they want to get away from their dildo bat legacy. They really cannot escape it. I don't know that it. they can. Yeah, I was going no. to say, I feel like you just no. need to make a new game at that point. Just make a new franchise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. So uh, that led off the show. And then next up to me was actually... More exciting. It just got more exciting as the show went on.
2: Jeff knows how to do a good show for sure. So, the next thing that kicked off was Marvel's Midnight Suns. And I just love this trailer. I loved it so much. I think it had this really cool Enter Sandman cover playing in the background, but I liked it. A lot of people were so keen on it, but it's the internet. So here's what we have to say about this. So according to creative director, Jake Solomon, Marvel Midnight Suns will feature a customizable superhero and will also flip the script on the typical XCOM experience. Instead of a survival horror like experience in which soldiers have to battle to stay alive against impossible odds, it will pit super powered characters like Iron Man and Captain Marvel against large numbers of enemies with the goal being to take out as many as possible. It will retain plenty of familiar features like destructible environments, but series staples like of death will be out and many of the mechanics will be entirely new.
0: Now, as somebody who was put off by some of those series staples, I'm excited, but I know that there's XCOM diehards that are like, well then this isn't really an XCOM game. But fair. I feel it's like kind
1: of like <laughs> so exactly what we just talked about with Saints Row. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now it's the same thing for XCOM. Yeah. But I think that they have to find a middle ground when you're working with a giant license like Marvel, right? Like, if you're working with these iconic characters and you're trying to bring in people who are fans of Marvel and Marvel games, then you have to, you know, make some compromises.
2: Yeah, so as someone who, again, like, when it comes to Marvel characters, don't know a lot about them, I just see, like, the yellow man. I'm like, that's Wolverine. What when you, you see the yellow man, <laughs> the claws? So, do you think this is gonna work? This XCOM formula and these iconic characters? Yes,
0: I definitely think right.
2: so. Fair enough. I th- honestly
0: think it's going. If you take a developer, you know, like Fairaxis, who is fantastic, and you take these well-known characters that people obviously love. I think it's definitely a recipe for success. Now, I think that there's nothing wrong with saying we're just going to deviate from our normal formula in order to do something different. Like, fanboys, just cool your jets a little bit and let them experiment. Let them try something. And if this isn't for you, that's okay. Not everything has to be,
2: you know? Stop using logic, girl. What are you doing? What are you doing? Everything
0: must be for me
1: or the world is trash. (laughs) Those are my opinions and I'm sticking to it. Go-
2: great. Or that. All right. Or that, you know. know. <laughs> the next I'm the curmudgeoning <laughs> old lady in the corner. <laughs> the gaming grandma is what we'll call you, Cyber. We love you. Mm-hmm. You're perfect you in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> All right. The next thing that was shown was Call of Duty. So, Call of Duty Vanguard reveals a nine minute video campaign gameplay, a video of campaign gameplay. So, Activision shared new campaign footage of one of the main characters in the upcoming Vanguard. The game- gameplay footage has you playing Petrova. Sorry, <laughs> that was terrible. Petrova. A Russian sniper fighting on the Eastern Front. And I know a lot of the Vanguard info dropped when we were still on maternity leave. So I was doing a little bit of reading into it. And first of all, shout out to one Alexa Ray Korea who was writing on Vanguard.
0: Yeah, she's part of the fantastic team at Sledgehammer Games. Also on that team is Belinda Garcia um, and a bunch of other fantastic people. And I think it's awesome that they have so many women on that writing team because it's just something you don't really see that often. So yeah shout out to all the ladies up up in sledgehammer games you
2: go girls so i think what's interesting about about vanguard is it follows this project phoenix which is this fictional operation and it fo- i believe there's a bunch of nazis trying to f- bring back the party after Hitler's been killed. Anyways, this whole fictional thing, obviously, but they're focusing on these four characters. And it's kind of like this what if scenario, like what if this actually happens? So I think that's where they're coming from when they're like, it's a retelling of World War Two or a new point of view, it, something along those lines. But what I really liked it's an about alternate universe, alternate universe, what I really liked about the gameplay demo was it just seemed a much more I don't want to say the word cinematic. Maybe you ladies can help me if you saw it. Um, but it just looked not just like the running gun action, bang, bang, bang that you would, exper- you would expect from a Call of Duty gameplay demo. It looked like it was much more thought out. You know, you had to take your sweet time in certain locations. There's always something interesting happening in the background. The woman was, Petrola was scaling the walls. And I was looking at this. I'm like, it looks like Call of Duty, but you can tell that something's much different about it in a good way. It just seems much more narrative driven. And to me, like that's a very good thing. So kudos, Call of Duty. I want yeah,
0: you. Yeah, I think it's really going to be one of those games that is going to, I think, try to balance the seriousness of the subject matter, right? I think anytime we see a game come out about World War II um, in particular, that war always seems to have a lot more weight to it. Not to say that. Every war should have some kind of weight to it because war is a terrible, awful thing, and there are real war human. never changes. No, well, there's a he- Real
1: Fall human cost it.
0: Wait, it's time for singing
2: a song.
1: Yeah, everyone it's right Fallout says it's from Fallout.
0: Mm, well, I don't true. know if it's from Fallout, but they use it a
2: lot in their trailers. War, war never changes. I'm available mm. for VO work, Bethesda. Hit a girl Excellent. up. Excellent, booking you now. I can do Muppet. War, war never changes.
1: Hit me up. Oh, my God, what if they did an entire Muppets <laughs> Fallout? It, I would be into it. It would be so That'd successful.
2: Be it really would. Ah, uh, all right. Moving on from Call of Duty, let's get into another game where you shoot things. So then they talk. Let's, about, let's just keep
0: going. Let's yeah. just keep
2: it going. So Halo Infinite release date officially was confirmed alongside a new trailer. So Halo Infinite is coming December 8th. Unfortunately, it leaked a little bit before the official reveal. And you know what makes me laugh, ladies, is when people are like, "Oh, Halo's Halo's release date leaked," and then they don't like talk about the leak and they're just like spreading the leak. You know what I mean? It's like, if if you're trying to, like, be a good Samaritan... Okay, so, like, today, I saw a friend, and Mm -hmm. I love the guy, but he was like, Halo release date leaked, and then he just showed a GIF of someone, like, trying to drink from a cup that was leaking And he didn't
0: actually say what the release date was?
2: Right, right! And it's like, okay, are you trying to, like, be like, ooh, I know something that's out there on the internet, so look at me, or are you trying to be, like... Yo, I I don't want to spread the news about this, but it's out there. You know what? Like, I don't understand the point. I don't of know. It. It's like the tweets that are just like earthquake. Anyway, it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're
1: like all right cool story yes, there bro. was an earthquake <laughs> confirmed
2: anyway I love- you did it <laughs> anyway so yeah so it's coming December 8th and then we also saw a brand new story story trailer for Halo Infinite's first free-to-play multiplayer season featuring Commander Lorette Argnia in her history with the Spartans and I thought that was a really fun trailer I don't know if either one of you saw it but
0: yeah no yeah. I mean I saw the whole oh, thing you did? Okay. I you
2: had-
1: saw the whole thing <laughs> I, I came in well, I don't know halfway through so yeah sure and yeah. okay. I
2: was driving up during
1: it Uh,
0: but can we for a second pause here and go why on earth was all of this halo news in opening night live and not in the xbox showcase
2: (laughs) the only thing
0: i can Uh, think was was the xbox showcase it was the fact that you even have to ask that means that xbox Fuck done fucked
1: up. I mean, there there's that and I also have been paying literally zero attention the to Xbox
2: the Xbox sh- It was the day before. Yeah. It was yesterday. It was, really? Yes. It was more of it just a deep Oofa dive. Doofa. In, yeah, it was more of like a deep dive into certain games. I mean they prefaced it and said you're not gonna get any new announcements or anything really like that. <gasps> Por que no? But, Wait, when did they when did they say that? I think it was in a tweet that I saw. Uh it was like the expectation was set, but not like it wasn't in your face. It was one of those things where the way that Xbox was hyping up that press conference. And what it actually turned out to be were two wildly different things. And yes, granted, like they did preface it in some way, shape or form. But it wasn't like in your face, like, yo, dog, unless I missed it. Uh, anyway, yes, yeah, I So it was like a deep dive into a whole bunch of games. There were no announcements or anything like that. And that's the only reason why I'm wondering if they thought it wouldn't be a good fit for that particular press conference. But it is a little head scratchy. It's just kind of a weird marriage of the two.
0: Simer, if you wanted to learn everything possible to know about trebuchets, then <laughs> I, I, uh, the Xbox showcase
1: you was know. for you. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Not sure that I want that particular history Simer, lesson at the moment.
2: They launched beehives out of trebuchets.
0: In the, what? In, like, for real? For in real? real? Apparently. Yeah. yeah. In the, there was like a, it felt like a mini episode of something you would see on the history channel.
1: Beehives <laughs> were so ubiquitous that they were able to grab them and launch them with trebuchets?
0: Like, Apparently. How it- <laughs> imagine being the poor guy the whose job it was to go get the beehive. Yeah. Be like, Sir Bob, please bring <laughs> us 10 beehives for the
1: trebuchet. I feel like that wouldn't be an easy time. Ta- if you sent me outside right now and was like, go find a beehive. You're a fetch beehive. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Could you? Like, I don't no. think anybody would be like, ah, no. yes, I know how to find a beehive. Uh, Let me come back. Uh, I don't even know how far away one would be. Is it a mile? Is it two? Is it 10 feet? I have no fucking idea. It's
2: like, Sam, go Probably not it. 10 okay. feet. But that's the only one that, I'm pretty sure of. You stick it in there and then you launch that bitch. Can you imagine, like, what would happen? Like, I feel like it would disintegrate <laughs> in midair. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's not, it's not a like a particularly <laughs> <No>. stable object. <laughs>
0: Oh, I mean
1: I, I mean I, I love the idea of a bee bomb in yeah. a game where it's fake and you just make the physics work and it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. like I loved in BioShock bees like yes. that's great. Uh, but I can't imagine that being done in real life. It's just the goofiest thing.
0: Uh, you know shout out to microsoft for making us talk about this you know because maybe we wouldn't be talking about their showcase at all if they hadn't but given did us the they do lesson. did they do did they pay for the clip of the wicker man <laughs> not the bees no they no. did
1: not Ugh. opportunity missed. missed opportunity you have the money microsoft just fucking licenses
2: uh, see? it was a good beat we're see? talking about it like you said you see, that's the
0: kind of dumb money that I want them to spend on yes, marketing. 100%. Do yeah. it. Pay for the for. I the will license. watch your shitty <laughs> showcase <laughs> if you put a little Nicolas Cage in there. But friend of the show, Paris Lily did co-host the event. So props to Paris. He did a fantastic job. Um, but yeah, so that, I just wanted to stop and say that there is obviously more Halo news. I, I was really wowed by the design of the specialty Elite controller, Mm. the Series 2 controller with the Master Chief design, and then the Series X console limited edition, that 20th anniversary edition. Both obviously sold out pre-orders almost instantaneously. So if you were hoping to get one... Um, I guess you're going to have to go to eBay, friends. Yeah. Pobrecito. Shit, cre- out of
2: paddle, friends. I, yeah. What's
0: cre- funny about this, like when I saw the pictures, it just made me very nostalgic
1: for the old days. Because my first Xbox 360 was the Halo edition. <laughs> and I was like, it was like this olive green with some gold accents. <laughs> and I'm like, this this design is much better. <laughs> the
2: infinite design is very nice. It's yes. Like, It looks looks good. Just Speaking of Halo, we didn't talk about this last week. I don't even know if the news had broke last week. I don't even know anymore. Um, Obviously, Campaign Co-op isn't launching with a game, and that makes me very, very very sad and i'm kind of that's like so weird to me it's, it's it is weird it's, that's a pretty big staple feature yeah and they even acknowledged it in their little you know, dev diary they did but uh it ain't coming oh, i would hope so you can't sweep that shit under the rug no, yeah mm-hmm. they're like we know this is a big deal but it needs to happen and i mean in a perfect world i would just say delay that bitch again but it ain't that easy for reasons but yeah dang. i mean they
0: they brought that game release all the way up to the end of 2021 they were I mean,
1: like it's Still gonna release in twenty twenty one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ugh. December eighth. So that means your teeth. that it's gonna be out of game awards contention for this year. It's probably for the um, best. Which is, honestly, for them. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, It'll be a better product. I, I hope
1: that the game I hope that the game is good. But then again But th- I'm still a little nervous based on even what I saw last year. So I'm just like
2: But to Andrea's point. Yeah, next year's gonna be fucking stacked for games. Yeah. So uh their game of the year content yeah contention who knows but anyway it makes me sad makes me very sad um moving on though Persona 5's Morgana is going to be in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania I don't know if we have any adorbs Super Monkey Ball fans among the three of us no but I love Morgana I know me too so that's that's cool also shout out to Kiryu from Yakuza who's also in the Monkey Ball love it Thank you. Ah, Monkey Ball. Ah, Monkey Ball. Next up, April O'Neil is a playable character in TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. The microphone-wielding journalist will kick ass alongside the Turtles in the retro throwback game for PC and Nintendo Switch. And the best part, she can revive the Turtles through the power of pizza. Just like the arcade game, man. I pizza. I know, pizza. That's good. The next game, which I (laughs) might be one of my favorite games of this whole thing, Cult of the Lamb was revealed by Devolver Digital. Now, is it as creepy as it sounds? No. I mean, on paper, it might sound creepy, but it's actually like really kind of like cute. Kind of looks like the, what's it called? Binding of Isaac. It's kind of like that art Mm -hmm. style. So here's, okay. here's the synopsis on the YouTube video. And I just have to read this because, like, it's just so me. Cult of the Lamb casts players in the role of a possessed lamb saved from annihilation by an ominous stranger and must repay their debt by building a loyal following in his name. Start your own cult in a land of false prophets, venturing out into diverse and mysterious regions to build a loyal community of woodland worshipers and spread your word to become the one true cult. On returning to okay, your base... Okay, that sounds pretty great. Oh, yeah, right? And then on returning to your base, you must fulfill the needs of your followers Followers in order to receive their devotion. Use resources to build new structures. Perform dark rituals to appease the gods. Give sermons to reinforce the faith of your flock. As their devotion to you grows, so will your power, allowing you to venture further into the mysterious forest and discover more of its dark secrets. Will you be loved or feared? Oh, and if you look at the art style of this, it's just so fucking cute, but so dark and demonic at the same time. I just love this. It's such like a clash of ideas but it looks like it's just gonna work and then you come back from doing your little rogue run and you chop down trees you build structures for your followers you get false prophets among you and you have to kill them i'm just into it it looks fun but you know, that's just, nice that's just me thanks for my thanks for sometimes you just
0: need some you know demonic cuteness in your life Always. Mm -hmm. All
2: right, I'm going to run through these next few. Stop me if you're, like, incredibly interested by them. Yeah, and I don't think we need to go through every single announcement that happened in
0: opening Night Live either. Just, like, cherry-pick the ones Mm -hmm. that are, you know, the juicy ones. The juicy
2: ones. So I would say LEGO Star Wars has a spring 2022 release date. It's... This game, That game looks
0: good. I just want it to come out. It's been delayed a bonkers time. Like, this, the amount of time has been delayed, like, over two years. I mean, because, yeah, I'm like, I saw this at a real event (laughs) whenever those still happened that e3 the last e3 which is kind of wild to think about i wonder if they just had to like rebuild their engine from scratch or something really wild like that Mm. um we'll have to dig into that with tt if we ever get to talk to anyone from that studio again um and be like so what happened (coughs) can you tell us the inside scoop i got a cigar here
1: (laughs) I don't know why that would I love help, it. but it You're might. you the best timer. I
2: love you. Uh, the next game that I thought looked fucking trippy, but great as hell, is called... Dokevi, I think that's how you say it. Dokevi. Dokevi. Okay, it's like Tokapri, Tokapri from Pokemon. Anyway, Dokevi, the creature catching adventure from the Black Desert Online team looks like a shiny colorful dream. So it's an open-world action-adventure game where you, where you befriend strange creatures called Dokevi that gain power from the dreams of people. <laughs> With them, you explore the world, catch even more creatures, and get into fights. So this game was actually announced in 2019 and it just look. I don't. I mean, I know we don't have the B-roll here, but take a look at it when you can, because it actually looks really pretty in its own, like, artistic form, and it reminds me a lot of Pokemon mixed with, like, some weird, I don't know, vibes, kind of like, oh, God, what's that really terrible game that just came out? Balan Wonder <laughs> World? Sorry, but, like, the that art really style. really terrible game that just came out. But, like, the art okay. style of it, but, like, 12 20 minutes? times more crisp. No. <laughs> oh, oh wait, did you play it? I
1: I played a little bit of it. But we'll talk about uh, it. We'll talk
2: Anyway, yeah, take a look at it. It looks uh, trippy. And it had a really popping, like, K pop song playing in the background when it was like going. Yeah, on.
0: I thought it looked cool too. And this is not normally my style of game. And for anybody watching at Good Games, and you're like, why isn't there B roll? We've discovered over doing these for a couple of years now that whenever we put in B roll from one of these major shows, we always get a copyright ah. strike. Um, and so we're like, you know what? Let's just not. And so when we know we can control the B-roll, we'll try, of course, to put it in. But for shows like this, it's just the strikes come fast and furious, which is just a pain in the ass for us to have to manage. So, in case you were wondering, apologies that we don't have shiny B-roll to show you. It's true. I'm not sorry. You can watch it on the internet yourself. cyber <laughs> <laughs> co- coming with the truth. Um, this next one that I wanted to point out was probably one of my most exciting moments of the show horizon forbidden west finally has a confirmed 2022 release date it used to be holiday 2021 and now it's february 18th 2022 is the date that we're going to revisit aloy yay we get to swim around with fishies we get to see all the beautiful
2: places all the beautiful robots i'm excited when this came up sammy nichols oh oh, sorry go ahead i was just gonna say when this came up um I had forgotten that the game wasn't actually officially confirmed to have been delayed. I know it was heavily rumored back in July and I forgot that, like, yeah, Guerrilla never officially confirmed it. It's kind of interesting that they waited so long to do it, but you know, cool. At least it happened. I like that. Yeah. I am I like it when a studio's like no, fuck well, you, we're gonna I'm hold our melody. ground.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, fair of them to not put out a date until they're really firm because otherwise then they have to slide it again right um, and Sammy Nichols says hey ladies so Horizon got a release date <laughs> do you think it's too soon with the shortage of next generation consoles um, I don't think it's too soon I think this will help you know hopefully sell more consoles as they become available so even if like a shipment comes in before this release date, people can know that they have something new to look forward to. Like, let's say Sony releases a bunch of consoles around the holidays. We obviously don't know what's going to happen with console supply because in case people missed the memo, there is a global shortage of the specific kind of semiconductor. That goes... The semiconductor chips, yeah, that go into a lot of different kinds of electronics. It's not just video game consoles. There's a lot of electronics that are in short supply because these chips are just not available. Um, So we don't know, like, what's going to happen with the demand. This probably is a big contributor. I'm just totally guessing here as to why we haven't seen anything new from Nintendo. Nintendo's like, we don't got to release anything new. We We got... you know our we old got switches new, and we got nothing but time really, people are buying them and it's fine
2: <laughs> i did get my hands on that well i don't know what it's called anymore the switch plus what's it called the new one that's coming out in october i think the new nintendo switch. yeah we'll see is
0: that just what it's called the new nintendo I mean, switch probably i thought so yeah probably right. that seems like some nintendo shit yeah but
2: well it was the new nintendo 3ds right and the nintendo switch sounds right i don't know i was ball deep in a newborn at that point um Raising a new party, Or the other me, way around. Yeah. Maybe. There we yeah. go. <laughs> also, to Sammy's note, this game is also coming to PS four. So
1: Yeah, I was about to say it's also last year. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I don't I don't understand how that's possible. I don't know what your PlayStation four is gonna sound like <laughs> when you try to play this game. But
0: uh you know, uh. do what you gotta do.
1: Well the if you can't I, get your hands on PS five, it will technically work.
0: Well that engine that Gorilla created for this game ran beautifully on PlayStation 4 for the first game, and I thought that game looked gorgeous. So, if they're just making some minor tweaks to it, and, you know, adding a bunch of, like, fairy dust to make it look extra pretty on PS5. Fairy dust, fairy dust, fairy dust! (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I think that PS4 owners will be okay, particularly if you have a PS4 Pro, I think you'll be all right Because that engine was designed to run specifically on that hardware. Mm. I still think it'll be loud.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. No no doubt. still think it's going to just be... Worn away <laughs> in the corner. Take your house. Just make
0: sure it's properly ventil- ventilated, everybody. Maybe buy a little mini fan that you put next to your
2: console <laughs> keep it <laughs> nice and a, cool. Sit in a
0: nice
1: bath.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. So made hey, nano. <laughs>
2: you know.
0: I accept no responsibility <laughs> for what happens to your house if you do that. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yes. Don't, don't do that. Don't put anything that's liquid near your consoles, everybody. Correct. Mm. Don't do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so exciting to see that. That, to me, it was an interesting thing to get from Sony. I'm glad that we got it, though. I'm still hoping that we're gonna get a detailed look. We got a couple really quick snippets of new gameplay in that announcement, and when I say quick, I mean we're talking a couple frames <laughs> when that's it. But I think we can expect a state of play from Sony sometime soon because we haven't seen anything from God of War Ragnarok, and they've now confirmed that that's a holiday 2022. Release. That Corey yeah. Barlog just
2: there was no way that sitting on his ass, not doing shit without Alana Pierce, man. What the fuck are they doing over there?
0: yeah oh no (laughs) sending each other memes on the internet
2: (laughs) i love them that's what they're doing um more horizon all right continue yeah i got 4k 60 fps update for ps5 that's horizon zero dawn so if that's a thing if you still have not played horizon zero dawn because you're pulling a brit and there's too many trees for your liking there's not as many
1: trees in certain parts of the world go to those other areas like
2: pokemon arceus there's no trees in that game why? I don't know. Probably because they don't want to take the time to develop a We don't have world. trees here. <sighs> anyway, I digress. Okay, next up, we got some updates on Valheim. Seafood got a February release date, which is, again, a game I'm really looking forward to. It's that Kung Fu Fighter brawler that every time you die, you age. <laughs> I missed something.
1: I thought you said seafood, and it was really confusing to me for a All second. All those fish <laughs> And then I... S-
2: and then I saw the
1: notes, and I was like, ah, okay. No oh, mind. I love
2: my aging seafood. It's real good. I was like, what? It's a weird uh, No, seafood looks really great. And then uh, the, ga- the showcase ended off with a Death Stranding director's cut, because of course it did. Oh,
1: my God. It was the most boring. I mean, if you're into it, I
2: guess, go on with your bad <laughs> self.
0: But like, I was not. You, y'all know, if you listened, how I felt about my time in Death Stranding. Also, snooze. Fest. I didn't
1: mind it for the little bit that I played, but the idea that people are playing it in a multiplayer mode and like running around with giant like fucking packpacks
0: on is just kind of a ridiculous. But premise. I do want to <laughs> give a shout out to one of our fantastic community mods and patron of the show, Male Bittenair who made a very compelling argument on our What's Good Games Facebook fan page for why she loved Death Stranding so much. And after I read her very compelling argument, I was like, okay, I see it. I can see how you can get satisfaction from picking up these packages and delivering the packages and completing these kind of tasks throughout the world. When I wasn't bored by that process and you know some people found it very relaxing sure i had anxiety inducing moments with all of the baby noises and then the scary creepy ghost
1: people trying to kill you i actually did i mean i I agree those were anxiety inducing but i actually liked those parts because they actually felt like a video game (laughs) that's fair oh
0: she's just bringing I, the salt I, shake it on am I, I wrong shake it on. <laughs> the
1: other stuff I'm like yeah okay I'm delivering a package and like oh this fucking rain god damn it it's degrading <laughs> the packages Yeah. what I, an
0: asshole uh, I got ups- I got so frustrated with the traversal mechanics and how every little like rock in the road like <laughs>
1: I mean, it, it made was it hard
0: for me to walk funny as
1: hell though it, yeah, <laughs> The physics are really amusing in that game <laughs> I love it I'm like first of all this guy's back would just snap <laughs> <laughs> just stab it half. You can't carry this much, this high. <laughs> like this isn't how weight distribution works. Physics. But uh, and especially that was the funnier thing too in this trailer. That the I don't even know what technically it was the massive gameplay footage we saw, where somebody was just like falling from a cliff gracefully and just landed as if it was no problem. With again all this shit on their back, like your legs would just.
0: Just imagining a really horrific bone break. Oh. No thanks. <laughs> So something that I saw that you, I think, just kind of missed, and no worries, there was a lot of announcements, was we got a early access release date for Vampire the Masquerade's Blood Hunt Battle Royale game. Oh. So the reason I bring this up is because when I was hosting for the weekly for Opening Night Live, uh, my co-host, Sancho West, was talking about how he played in an alpha test for this game and absolutely loved it hmm. and said that the vampire mechanics in this Battle Royale were just super fun to play. And so for people who aren't familiar with what Blood Hunt is, it's essentially a Battle Royale where you play as a bunch of different classes of vampire and they take the vampire classes from classic literature vampires and modern TV and cinema so they kind of take see, these they archetypes have they have a vampire that can stun you with its beauty <gasps> oh my god so beautiful Edward yeah, yeah. So see they have a vampire for Steimer, <laughs> and so he was telling me about how it, it feels really good and that there's a mechanic where if you get low on health you can find NPCs on the street and like stop and like suck their blood to like revive yourself Fair. and I was like oh that's interesting and so I think that this is an interesting game to watch if you guys are into battle royales and you're looking for something that's kind of got a fresh take i've heard good things now you know from some sancho and from some other people who showed up in the chat to say that they had played um and now it's going into early access on september 7th 7th. Mm -hmm. so not that far just a couple weeks away if you guys want to check it out on steam
2: it was a lot (sighs) That was a long show. It was. And like props to Jeff. It was. You know, the energy was high the whole time. He has such a good time hosting that and putting it together. You can tell it shows. But I was definitely getting very sleepy towards the end. Not because it was boring or not great, but I'm just not used to watching two hour conferences, ladies. Not used to it. Yeah,
0: it was it was a That's long fair. show. But
2: It was packed with some meaty stuff. I don't feel like
0: there was really anything in that show. And we obviously didn't cover every single announcement in Opening Night Live. um, But I don't feel like there was stuff on that show that felt like it was like super boring and super belabor. Because Jeff knows how to put a show together. I think that all of his experience doing... You know, the Video Game Awards and then creating the Game Awards and then working on Summer Game Fest has kind of showed him what people want. And there's so many different ways to track data now with live stream technology about when people are clicking away from the tab, when people are interacting on chat, and then using hashtags to tweet about specific moments. You can really see what kind of content gets people excited and use that data to then create programming for the next thing that's going to be even more exciting And I think that's what's great about having a guy like Jeff produce a show like opening night Lives that he cares about that stuff and it makes the content better. Mm -hmm. And I, I get that people like the producers at Xbox are beholden and have an obligation to highlight and feature all of their dev teams right? They can't say, well, people only want to hear about Halo. Who cares about learning about trebuchets in Age of Empires, right? Or it's like, who cares about watching like a 10 minute Forza Horizon 5 demo, which actually looked really beautiful, by the way. Um, You know, and so I think that it's tough when you want to make sure that some of your team members get their time to shine on stage. You have a bigger obligation as a platform holder than clearly Jeff does as an entertainment producer. So just my two cents on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anywho, that's enough about opening night live. Now I wanna tell you guys that this episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh, you may be asking? Well, with HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Fall is busy, you guys, but HelloFresh recipes save you time that you'd otherwise spend on meal planning, shopping, and shopping, so you can get back to what matters, playing video games. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, from vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices, to extra special gourmet options, like the pancetta-wrapped chicken, Mm. chef's kiss. It's so good. There's something for everyone to enjoy, with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And you get better value. HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than shopping at the grocery store with pre-portioned ingredients that ensure you won't spend money on excess food that ends up going in the trash. This is such a big thing. John and I used to buy all of this produce every week. This has probably happened to you and your household out there as well. And we say... We're going to eat this fruit, we're going to eat these vegetables, and then the wheat gets away from you and things start to rot in the fridge and then you end up throwing it out. And HelloFresh has really saved a lot of food waste for us. And it's actually saved us quite a bit of money since you're not literally throwing it out in the trash. So I really love cooking with HelloFresh. Uh, We had this recipe recently that was some tomato and mozzarella gnocchi, and it was just to die for had like the little breadcrumbs on top of it mm. Ugh, love me some gnocchi I could eat pasta and potato dumplings all the time just give me the carbs everybody if this is making your mouth water and you want to check out HelloFresh for yourself go to HelloFresh.com whatsgood What's Good 14 and use code What's Good 14 for up to 14 free meals including free shipping that's 14 free meals including free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash What's Good 14 use that code What's Good 14 to get those 14 free meals, and you can try America's number one meal kit for yourself. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we thought about pulling some other news stories, but we had so much to cover with Opening Night Live. We're just gonna go ahead and dive right into what we've been playing. Now, I mentioned early on in that segment that I have been playing... Well, not technically playing. It was a hands-off demo of Saints Row. So this reboot, I just want to give a kind of high-level overview before we move on to Brittany and Steimer playing Psychonauts 2. So that's what you guys have in store. Um, As I mentioned at the top of the show, I got to see this Behind Closed Doors presentation. So if you guys want to know a little bit more, um, what I thought was really interesting about the presentation that I saw Um, Jim Boone the head of the studio called it a modern urban city sandbox across nine unique districts so the new area is called Santo Eliso they're calling it the weird west kind of has an El Dorado vibe and so this is a new area a whole new cast of characters and they really want to kind of get a fresh start which is why they're rebooting it they're also calling it a power fantasy for players where they're building a criminal empire so what i was interviewing jim on twitch gaming he was like we just love crime <laughs> fair enough <laughs> was like, is that a thing you want to say publicly <laughs> i think in the context of video games it's perfectly okay i think that's the idea is that they don't in video games i feel like some crimes
1: are not okay
0: well oh, obviously
1: well, but it's man. better than him
0: coming out him coming out saying we love violence I mean which is a, a lot of other mature rated games right mm-hmm. but uh, but maybe he really just loves like fucking tax evasion how would i know you know of all the crimes <laughs> you were going
1: to pick out of the name, was, tax evasion <laughs> was not what i was expecting well, when you're talking about building a crime empire i don't think of like i mean there's a little bit of murder speckled here and there but a lot of it's like money laundering and or
0: heist yeah heist, heist. yeah theft, yeah, a yeah. Lot of theft I, I think yeah, yeah that's how i think of it anyway That's true. A lot of maybe assault and battery. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. some Grand Theft Auto. A little light assault and battery. (laughs) Extortion. (laughs) Maybe more. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Extortion. (laughs) That's a good one. I like it. I like it. Uh, Shoplifting maybe. Mm -hmm. just Some Mm -hmm. casual shoplifting. Small (laughs) small potatoes. That's like what you do for a quick thrill. You know, sometimes you just need the little things to remind you you're alive. (laughs) 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 Ah, yes. This packet of gum. Oh, I'm so alive. Oh, I'm rewatching. I'm em- uh, not Empire. I'm rewatching Succession, and there's one of the characters who's like close to being a billionaire, who like they discovered is shoplifting on the side because like he like needs it for thrills or whatever. And wow, it's, it's weird. Um, anywho, that's why I was thinking about that. That's how the rich stay rich, everybody. Exactly, they shoplift, they just keep stealing. Exactly, <laughs> just take it from the little guy. Um, so the game is going to be co-op. It's Yay. two-player co-op. I was a little disappointed to hear that it's not going to be more. Mm. Robust multiplayer. I like go. We point blank asked them, is there going to be multiplayer? It's a giant sandbox game. And like clearly GTA Online is popular because it's lots of people playing, not just two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they were like, we're not talking about multiplayer at this time, which to me means there's no multiplayer, massive multiplayer option. Maybe it's something that they're going to add later. But this is also the studio that didn't make Agents of Mayhem multiplayer. And I think that game wouldn't have tanked as hard as it did if it had been. But co-op is back. Um, co-op has been part of Saints Row for a while, and now they said that the games and all of the missions in the game are designed for co-op. Teacher, yes, teacher, pertin- I have a question. Um,
2: yes, ma'am. With the co-op, do you know if your co-op partner is going to take the role of one of the other NPCs we saw, or is it going to be a whole new different character that they get to create themselves?
0: That is a great question that I do not have an answer okay, you're for. you're still my favorite I, teacher. Actually, let me uh, push my glasses up. I submitted a list of questions because there was a QA and a session after the presentation. And like a lot of these group Q&As that are done virtually go, um, there's a lot of us with questions and not a lot of answers. And unfortunately, in my presentation that I saw the team... I think the the person asking the questions didn't preview them thoroughly enough, and did a lot of repeat questions, which Mm. was a little frustrating for me. Um, But so I never got any of the answers to my questions that I sent to the PR team. So unfortunately, I do not have any answers for you. But uh, hopefully, I will get them soon. But it is untethered. Oh, Oh, good!
2: You got that going. You got that going for you. Okay,
0: I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're really kind of hitting home that these are new characters, that there will be a few Easter eggs, but that, you know, they really want to focus on these, these new people that are going to be in the game. There will be three factions, so factions are returning, the Panteros, um, the Idols, and the Marshals. And then, of course, you're going to be building the Saints, mm-hmm. the gang from scratch. Uh, they call it a John Wick cross Baby Driver cross Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> for inspiration.
1: So just uh, let that simmer a little bit. I actually haven't seen any of those. What? I know Sarah. what John, I know what John Wick is. I just haven't seen it. Ugh. I also know what Baby Driver is. I haven't seen it. Hobbs and Shaw is
0: not I feels roughly familiar but i don't I it's can't. the off with the rock and jason statham from oh the
2: okay the i was like universe. this
0: sounds very familiar yeah. but i do not know why okay that makes yeah. sense so uh, like the the tldr is that like the apparently vin diesel and the rock has some beef and mm-hmm. they wanted what's to what's for a, dinner yeah they wanted to make a movie with the rock though because the rock is the fucking best true. everyone loves the rock iron. um and so they made a movie just with him and jason statham who also was amazing
2: and yeah, I didn't let me see tell that. you That
0: movie is real fun
2: It's a lot of dumb fun But it's but fun Even I've seen that yeah. one Which is like That says a lot Wow Britney's calling me I out. know Well it's not normally Her it's not, of tea. It's not And when I can movie. get The opportunity it I really gotta do it feels it. like oh, oh no 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 I, I like dumb fun I like those kind of movies Where it's yeah. all action-y And some laughs And it doesn't take Itself mm-hmm. seriously Like I'm all for that shit That's why I saw it But like I was saying If yeah. I ever seen a movie And Steimer hasn't seen it I gotta capitalize on it And call her out You should I, You should Yeah
1: I appreciate you taking advantage.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm.
2: But yeah, if you haven't seen John Wick, we have to rectify that. Yeah, that will need to be rectified on my end. Yes. Wait. So you have or have not seen it? I have not. Not. Have not. (gasps) You haven't seen it (gasps) either? No, Jason's been trying to get me to watch it. three of them. No, Jason's been trying to get me to watch it. I'm like, why would I do that when I can watch Judge Judy? You know? I don't know. (laughs) Because it's all about, (laughs) like, uh, there's a dog. There's a cute dog. (laughs) Yeah, but nothing good happens. Dogs
1: in movies. That's not true. Okay. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. You think I don't know the premise of John Wick at this point? Brittany might not, no, but I, I, I definitely do.
0: <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, the,
2: the, the, uh, in the later John
0: Wicks. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, listen. Good idea. Move on. Um, that's all I really want to talk about. You know, I think the covers that I saw this week from other members of the press that saw this game was very mixed. And I'm not surprised. Saints Row has always been a kind of polarizing franchise. Some people really love its wacky, over-the-top humor. And some people are like, nah, this isn't for me. And I think that Volition knows that they have a cult following and that they have a group of people that just love this franchise and that will follow them to the ends of the earth. But I think that they're reaching a crossroads, not too dissimilar. To what Resident Evil was going through, where they have two different fan bases within that franchise that like different styles of that game. And that they, as developers, have to go, well, which one are we going to lean into? Because marrying these two styles is really fucking difficult, as Resident Evil 8 proved, mm-hmm. right? Like, trying to make something action <laughs> and also very atmosphere-y um, was was challenging and some people really liked it and some people were like this wasn't scary enough for me and i think that you know volition is going to run into that with this reboot of saints row that the purists of that franchise are going to be like this isn't pure enough and the people who loved the -the over-the-top action of like saints row 3 and 4 are going to be like this isn't like over the top enough Mm. so we haven't seen enough of the game to really dictate what this reboot is going to be but the early previews have suggested that people are skeptical
1: what did they actually, like, what were they doing as part of the missions that they were showing you?
0: What sort of crime are we talking about here? Um, they didn't actually show us a ton of gameplay in no. my demo. Um, it was a lot of, it was a lot more like presentation mm-hmm. where they're talking about, you know, when you see, like, watch a yeah. Po- PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, well, it's good to know. I
1: wasn't sure if they, like, showed you a bunch of stuff or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Not a bunch of stuff. They showed us, like, a little bit of gameplay, but not a lot. How did the city look. Um, the city looks great. I thought the graphics looked good. Um, you know, it's coming, you know, spring 2022, um, you know, it looked like it was coming in spring of 2022. (laughs) It did. It did. Um, you know, and it's coming for both gen and there's going to be, um, cross gen co-op between gen nine and gen 10, Mm -hmm. which is great. So if you have a PS4 and you want to play with someone who has a PS5, you guys can play together. Um, so I think that, you know, it looks good and I don't think that you should be expecting anything groundbreaking though Mm -hmm. because the Saints Row art style is not like. Based in photorealism, like a Call of Duty is, it's very much. Continue. Oh yeah, I saw
2: a bunch of yeah. people on so. Twitter being like, "It looks like Fortnite," and I was like, "Bro, this this no, I, Saints Row Ro is Saints Row is yes, farce. exactly." Uh, do you kind of get the sense that they're trying to change their overall image just from the presentation you saw? Because when I think of Saints Row, I think of a really like wacky, over the top, fun game that I'm gonna hop in, and I know like the superhero powers are going away. I'm gonna play it for maybe like five to ten hours just for like the wackiness of it all and then not really get too involved in the story and like peace out afterwards. But do you think they're trying to change their image a little bit with this game?
0: Yes, I do. I think that they're specifically marketing it as a reboot because they want to bring people back to the franchise that left it during three and four and want something that feels a little bit more grounded, like a GTA game that feels a little bit more realistic and less like we're blowing up the planet, right? Yeah. So, I definitely think that that is what they're going for. And uh, they call it, you know, a modern urban city sandbox. And so, that to me sounds like they're really trying to make it feel more like an open world game that could be set in a a real city, but has that, like, Saints Row weird on it. So, but not too weird, apparently. Yeah, just like a dash of weird. Just enough weird. Yeah, a little sprinkle. So, what they, what he, what also Jim said was, imagine debt that you deal with in today's world like student loans etc and that in order to pay down that debt you can form your own criminal empire what would that look like if like a bunch of millennials were going to form a criminal empire to like tackle this crazy debt that they've been selling are they trying
1: to like start a revolution with this (laughs) game maybe Maybe Maybe. we love crime again specifically like tax evasion shit (laughs) (laughs) we just don't like the government
0: (gasps) I mean, I don't blame them. Government is that's, you know, not fair. been great lately. Definitely fair. Well, that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> but yeah, so this was just an initial preview. I can expect that we're going to see more, um, but that it's going to pull back from where the franchise went, which was crack house to the penthouse to the White House. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. That was their previous formula.
2: That's perfect. That sums it up.
0: <laughs> I feel like it reversed.
1: I didn't, it felt like the, I don't know, the, the last ones felt like they ended up in the crack house. They were just like, well, so
0: crazy. Yeah. But I mean, Johnny Gat like became president, yeah. right? Like, wasn't that the whole shtick of oh, the last game? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't finish that. I don't blame you. It was, <laughs> it was, it was weird. It's a weird one. <laughs> Anywho, it was interesting to see. Thank you to uh, Volition for inviting me to come take a look at Deep Silver uh, for, for inviting me to come take a look at the game and um, more to come on that game. Excellent. Coming out next year. Mm. And now we can switch gears to
1: something that is very pr- it's very proud to be wacky and wants to let its freak flag fly. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I didn't mess that up. Nailed it.
0: About it. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Xbox for sending over codes for Psychonauts too. Uh, they didn't send me a code. What? But I did download it what? on Game Pass. If it's it, maybe it's buried somewhere in my I inbox. bet you it was in your email and you just missed yeah. it. <laughs> I did look. Thanks, Xbox, for sending us
1: this. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Xbox, for sending it to them. Or maybe you sent me one. I don't know. I just downloaded it <laughs> on Game Pass. But it's yesterday. free if you have Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I did. So I've only played uh I don't know, like we, you and I are like roughly the same spot, actually, Brett, where we we've passed the first boss mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think either of us actually have any prior Psychonauts experience see I thought this you had
2: correct. played
1: Psychonauts no oh. I've played a lot of. I know I know you why you would think that I've played a lot of Tim Schafer okay, games okay that's what okay okay okay. <laughs> i played like I, I am a Tim Schafer fan I'm like I also really love a lot of the things that Double Fine does but uh, I don't no I don't know What for whatever reason just missed the Psychonauts train um, and then when I saw that they were bringing it back I was like okay what? Well, I don't know kind of interested in it because again it's Double Fine and I usually like what they do uh and i saw this game at a preview event i don't know what year it was because who really knows anymore. it was announced
2: in 2015 uh, so sometime
1: pre-pandemic yeah. for sure oh my gosh so long ago and and I, it was basically like the first area of the game that we ran through it was at this was it a loft somewhere was it here i don't know it doesn't really matter but my brain is like now
0: where was it oh was it at judges week maybe uh, that sounds it yeah like was, a weird it like was locked situation week. it was it was the was like indie night fours. at judges week yes. what was that
1: 2018 <laughs> <laughs> yes a while ago mm. but uh and then I, I honestly like just forgot about it because there's a lot that's happened since then and then i saw people like tweeting about it this week and i was like oh is that coming out soon that I looked, and I was like, "Oh shit, is out today! Let me download this. Let me get it going." So that's what I, that's what I did yesterday. I hope that you did too, because I have to say, so far, I am very much enjoying this game. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's really charming. Um, if you don't like the double fine style of humor, I don't think you would like this game. But if you if you are familiar with their titles and familiar with how they kind of operate or how haven't how they have been operating for a while, I think you'll be I think you'll be down and into it because it's interesting. You basically play um, a little character named Raz, which I also just love the name. His name is Rasputin, but Raz for short. And I didn't play the first game again, so I don't have a lot of the context from before. But they do catch you up fairly quickly and like just a little. He writes a little letter and he basically outlines everything that happened in the prior game, and I I don't really care to get into that right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's necessary.
0: <laughs> if people want like the if cliff you want notes like the whole, if you want the four one one,
1: you can honestly just download it on Games Pass and watch that first bit, and you'll be caught up. Um, but really, the premise is that there is a group of people called the Psychonauts, and they are sort of detective-ish, sort of like secret spy, just kind of uh trying to solve trying to solve mysteries (laughs) i don't know why i thought of carmen san diego at that particular moment but i did uh and so there was a whole thing that went down in the first game where like the the leader of the psychonauts was attacked and now you're basically trying to find out because the guy, the person who was caught red-handed kind of an idiot so they're (laughs) like this seems not true like this seems like this couldn't be the guy who did it we should find out who's really doing it and then you kind of like uncover this whole other plot um, but you as little Raz are not technically <laughs> a psychonaut. You're yeah. kind of like in training. And at the end of the first game, I guess they you know, they kind of make you an honorary one. And then they pretty much take it away at the <laughs> beginning of this one where they're like, yeah, that person didn't really have the power to give you that. So um, here, here's this lovely intern program. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> so you join the intern program, which I, re- I, I just, again, I really think that this, this game is very delightful. Uh, and... You get to like le- relearn all the powers. So again, if you did, if you were really unfamiliar with with game one, you'll be totally fine. They'll walk you through everything. You can levitate. You can use like a um, like an astral projection arm to pick things up and throw it. You can psi blast people. You can light shit on fire, which is always really fun. <laughs> uh, and then you can do the the thing that the gameplay element that I find really interesting and fun for me is. Um, is it called mind-bending, Brit? Is that the... Or mind...
2: What, what, what skill is it? The,
1: the one where you basically are connecting the dots between the thoughts on oh, people. I think it's called mind-bending. I, I know what you're talking about. I could be wrong. It's mind-something. Yeah. Uh, and essentially what it is, is if you start talking to people, if you are talking to me and you're like, oh... I don't have to. That. This, trying to pull it up an example is going to be very difficult, but it's fine.
0: Steimer, I love your haircut today. <laughs>
1: oh, the hair! Like, and you could be like, okay, and then like a haircut like bubble might come up, and then the word good might come up, and then you could possibly reroute those thoughts so that you would be thinking or I would be thinking something other than that. Like, so if you connected hair to like disgust, then it would mm. be like, I hate that haircut. It looks terrible. Why would you do like so you can change people's minds? on the fly or change like their perceptions. And I think that that's just really an interesting and cool mechanic for the game. Um, And I think the message of the game so far for me has been really interesting and powerful in that way where it's just like, hey, like your thoughts are not necessarily reality and you can change your perspective by what you're associating with said object or said obstacle in your life, whether it's physical or not. Um, and I, I, think that that's just a really interesting message, especially now mm-hmm. when we're all a little cooped up, we're all a little strung out, we're all not from <laughs> drugs, just like from, from life, <laughs>
2: from stress,
1: <laughs> from stress. Like, there's a lot happening, and this feels like a game that actually might help you process some mm-hmm. of it in a way. And I don't think that's necessarily what they intended. They never, they, they, again, this game was announced in 2015. They had no idea this was coming but it's just kind of one of those right place, right time things. Absolutely.
2: And something that I also really love about this is at the very beginning, before you even boot the game up, you get a mental health advisory and what it says, and I'll just like read a few sentences of it. It says, Psychonauts 2 contains artistic interpretations of serious mental conditions including addiction, PTSD, panic attacks, anxiety, and delusions. These conditions are usually presented in a lighthearted or even comical manner, but still might be distressing to some players. Ultimately, Psychonauts 2 is a game about empathy and healing. If you find yourself experiencing Experiencing a negative reaction to this content, or if you need mental health resources, please visit takethis.org/slash mental health resources. So, like, I think that's so cool that that's there in the very beginning. And yeah, like, I had never played Psychonauts, so I didn't know what to expect. And the reason I never played Psychonauts, the first one is because I thought the characters looked terrifying. The art style? They do still a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the fingers. Oh, they're like It's blocks. the fingers for me. Yeah. I don't know if it's that, for you.
1: No, they're like the long spindly, spindly fingers. Yeah, I'm not into it. Yeah, I was, They I was, look like spider legs. I was thinking about that on the drive up. I was like, you know, I really don't like this art style. And I'm, I can get down with the bobbleheads. The bobbleheads no. don't bother me.
2: It's the fingers. And the animations they're are beautiful. Can't. Like, it's really well done. But yeah, it's just the fingers when they like lurk over something. You're like, oh, God, please get those solid My, fingers away uh, from me. Um, But no, like, obviously, like Simmer was saying right now, I think it really can help people cope with certain things that are happening. And some of the fun, like, enemies in this game, one of them is called um, Regret. I think it's Regret. Simmer, let me know. And it's like this little flying dude that's carrying a big weight. And it's like, you know, Regret can weigh you down. Or there's an enemy called Doubt, which is this purple blob. And Doubt can slow you down. And if you step in the Doubt enemy, like, you know, your movement speed is greatly reduced. And there's a lot of fun little, like comparisons like that throughout the game that you're playing and it really makes you stop and think about it now you can just play this and not really have that mindset of like okay what's what's another meaning behind this you know like connecting the thoughts like Samer is saying like if you really think about that and play with it it's kind of enlightening or you can just play it for the platformer that it is but if you really kind of like look into it with a different eye i think you can get a really good message out of a lot of what happens in this game and here's the thing like Besides Mario, I don't really like platformers. They don't really do anything for me. Typically, platformers are very light in narrative and light in story. And I just kind of lose interest and Fizzle Out because I have no interest in running and jumping and collecting a billion different things because it just doesn't really interest me. But this game has a lot of platforming, but I'm just so into it. I think it's because it just feels so interactive. I feel like everything I'm doing more or less has a purpose. And there's something I can find from doing it like... Find within myself, like I was just talking about. And I feel like there's always characters talking to you, or Raz is always saying something. And the levels are themed around a character's brain. So, you know, you hop into a character's mind, and, you know, if there is a dentist, you know, the platforms that you're jumping on in their mind are going to manifest as molars. And there's just interesting stuff like that that can happen. And I'm just super into it, and I never thought I would enjoy this game. Like I said, I avoided it deliberately because I thought it looked terrifying. But um, <laughs> because when but when the review code came in, and actually when I got a, the chance to preview it about a month and a half ago, I was instantly just hooked. And I just think it's such a delightful, little, charming game. It's one of the best games I've played this year so far. Um, and, you know, Stimer and I aren't even that much into it, but I'm just loving playing and collecting stuff. And you can definitely zone with it, too and I, there's so many collectibles and off the top of my head i couldn't tell you what half of them do i know they do really cool things but again it's just the kind of game that you can just zone with if you want like if you have a screaming three-month-old in your lap when you're trying to play
1: yeah sometimes it's de- it's nice to What's just run around and like? like pick up the currency and you're like oh okay i'll just like do this for a little while or i'll see like what collectibles are in this area first mm-hmm. and then i'll go on because yeah there's other there's all sorts of little things. So there's figments of the imagination, which are I really like the art style of the figments because it's basically sort of like street tag art, all neon, um, sort of a 2D but in a 3D world. And you go like pick those up. And then um, there's l- luggage tags for your emotional baggage. baggage. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And um, there's a f- there's little side cars, which is like how you can level up and get more skill points to. Because you you have like a whole little skill tree, so each one of your powers you can level up as you get more cards, get more figments, like start collecting things, and you will start to grow and progress. Uh, so I really like that system too, because it was always feeling like I am getting something. I feel like I'm being rewarded, exactly. not all of the time, which will feel a little you know overkill, but enough. Mm-hmm where I do feel like I'm progressing a decent amount.
2: And you don't have to collect all of the things to get the bonuses. There's yeah. plenty of things.
1: Although I was one
2: off in the uh, first
0: the one. Had 79 out of
2: 80 so. segments. And I was like,
0: son of a bitch, where's the one I missed? <laughs> Speaking of collecting things, uh, Galen Ryder writes in, patreon.com slash what's good games and says a lot of my joy from Psychonauts 2 has come from it being a direct story and mechanical sequel to the 2005 original game. What do you think about playing a collectible heavy 3D platformer in 2021 and do you think the hook of changing the art style and mechanics focus for each world still works? Huh? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, again,
0: what do I think about a
1: collectible heavy? Oh, let's just collect collectible heavy. And- <laughs> okay,
2: so collecting things in a 3D platformer. <laughs> I, in think
1: 2021. I, I mean, I, I think any genre of game can work at any point in time. It's just a matter of execution. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's also a matter of that the person playing it and what they have played a lot of recently. I haven't played a collectible heavy 3D platformer. Well, actually, that's a lie. Because I was playing Ratchet and Clank before it, and that's pretty much what that is.
0: Um, if you need Ratchet and Clank is exactly a collectible say. heavy yes, 3D black it really is. No, that's why, it. that's why I said it was a lie. If you need I lied. it
2: can still work. Well, there you go. But it, like, it really...
1: For me, Ratchet and this game are still... Even though they are on paper like similar in that way, um, they're just scratching different itches mm-hmm. for me. And I'm still playing through Ratchet and Clank and really enjoying myself. But... For psychonauts, for me, it is more about kind of the mental aspect of the mm-hmm. story. The powers are obviously wildly different than you would have in Ratchet and Clank, and it's a lot more puzzly. Well, yeah, I would say it's still more puzzly than Ratchet. Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't think like a collectible heavy 3D platformer is an outdated genre by any means. No. Like, so I think that that alone is fine, and I also love. I think changing the art style. To For the levels is brilliant and I Mm -hmm. think that it makes everything feel so much fresher I really loved from the first from the first brain you enter into the second you could really see the difference and you could even they even changed up a little bit of the gameplay like it switches to a 2d platformer at certain points um and again I think those little changes prevent you from fatiguing out in something where you definitely could if you were looking at a level and you're like, oh my fucking Mm -hmm. God, I just walked into a level like this and I'm seeing all these collectibles of out, right? Like you can have that fatigue. It certainly exists. But I think if the gameplay is well done and well designed, you won't run into that issue. Reach
2: it. Reach it. I have nothing more to add, your honor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go.
0: This is the game that I, honestly, real talk, had no desire to play. Love Double Fine. Love the folks at Double Fine. And love that this is in Game Pass. Still, d- there was just nothing about this game that was speaking to me. But I think y'all sold me on giving it a shot. Yeah.
2: Right. I think it's always
0: worth a try. I think
1: th- I do think the first and they say this is in part of the warning that Brittany read. The first level, I think, will be the hardest for people to get through. It is a little gross because it's, it's the dentist. And so there's a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth. There's a lot of teeth situation, but don't worry. Once you pass the teeth, there's at least so far there's been no more no teeth. more teeth. So like,
2: well it's, okay
1: then. Actually, that 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 reminds me what I what I think I really like about those. And Brittany, I'm curious about whether or not you feel the same. Is um, obviously wildly different games, so don't jump on my ass here. But I I get like oh, Persona Five vibes a little. Yes. like just. Yes. Because I really, what I loved about Persona 5 was the psychology of it. I loved going to these people's castles and figure. I loved dissecting the issues of everybody else, By not yourself. myself. Yeah. Uh, and, so, <laughs> and so like in a way, that that's kind of what this game is doing, but with just much different gameplay. And I, I think that this gameplay is just as fun in a different oh, way. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, Persona 5, had, so.
2: 5 has hopped, in, hopped into my brain many, many times while playing this because it does. It takes the yeah. psyche of that person whose brain you're in and it manifests in many different ways. And it's constantly changing. Like you said, sometimes it's a 3D platform or sometimes it's a 2D platform or sometimes there's other little puzzles that you have to do and it is constantly fresh. And innovative and very very smart like the people who work at Double Fine are very very smart people who do a very very good job at making video games because just when I think I kind of have an idea of like what to expect they throw in a new idea and I'm like that's brilliant good job guys this is why I don't make games because I never would have thought of that Uh, but it's just it's just a really entertaining video game and really really good and I think uh, Andrew you definitely should play it
0: okay yeah yeah I will check it out when you know
2: when when I have when I have a few minutes a <laughs> few minutes
0: to myself never uh, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh we didn't even talk about my bae my like number one bae Destiny having a major oh, showcase yeah. oh I realized we just skipped over all of that crazy wild news that happened earlier this week um, but I'm hoping to jump back into Destiny, even if it's just, you know, like 20 minutes at a time. And I'll be able to talk about it in a What We're Playing segment in a future upcoming episode. And then I can bring it up. But the Witch Queen stuff isn't happening until February 2022. I'm gonna. Be My very- God, everything's in February of 2022 then. Listen, spring next year is also supposed to have, um, what's it called? Elden Ring is supposed to come in spring next year. That I don't I care I think about. it's January, um, isn't another- it? yeah and there's also another big game happening in the Q1 2022 it's going to be stacked next year oh and you
2: know breath of the wild hasn't even gotten its release date it'll probably be like a week or so around horizon March, April kind of what happened last yeah. time Ugh. yeah let's see I
1: will definitely be going for horizon over Abuse so January for sure we
2: have Elden Ring Pokemon Legends Arceus February Horizon Forbidden West Destiny Witch Crane Saints Row Sifu and then you know we still have like breath of the wild in there somewhere it's going to be great gonna be wild breath of the wild
0: you know prepare your wallet everybody Mm -hmm. start saving your pennies now kids All right. well, I think that's going to do it for our episode for this week. Thank you so much to everybody for tuning in and being part of our fantastic community here at What's Good Games. As we mentioned earlier, if you want to throw us a five-star review, that helps us out a lot. We'll be turning the Patreon back on next week, so if you haven't yet set a calendar reminder to head on over on September 1st to patreon.com slash what's good games, now would maybe be a good time to do so. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Bye, everybody
2: that bitch on just to turn that bitch off.